Hi guys, welcome to my Move and Inspire podcast. My name is Sophie Deer. I'm a yoga teacher, a health and happiness warrior, and like you, I am constantly doing my best to navigate this crazy world that we live in. My mission is to spread the zest that I have for life to each and every one of you and give you the chance to feel empowered, strong, connected, healthy, and above all, happy. I will be interviewing some kick-ass and inspirational people to motivate you to create transformations in order to live your best possible life. Hi, Freya. Why, hello. (laughs) I'm so excited that we are here together and I get to interview you because to me, Firstly, we've known each other for 14 years, and we met actually back in the day at Exeter University. Gosh, time flies. It really does. Mm. And since then, we lost touch a little bit, Um, but since then, you have had the most incredible story, and I think that you are just such an inspirational person that I would love to kind of share your story and all the amazing things you're doing um, Mm. with my channel. So to start, let's just hear a little bit about, yeah, your story, your journey, and how that um, led you to creating Wholesome World. Um, To start with, Wholesome World was made as a simple way to understand and battle cancer, uh, approaching it in an anti-cancer way, which means avoiding cancer or battling cancer. And it's my whole life in the last about 10 years that have enshrined that. When we stopped being in touch is when I ran away to Australia to go and live a nice, warm, calm life, work in the city. I was doing law back then um, and surfing, which was just nice. Just It's like Cornwall versus London, but all mashed together. From, from there, on my way home one year, I met my husband. Uh, we met in Indonesia and bounced around five different islands. It was really beautiful. Just it kind of, it kind of had us fall together. And he chased me back to London, and we fell in love. And I moved to Germany for him, and that was when he got cancer. It was actually a second time that he had cancer. And it was um, it was in his abdomen, and it's synovial sarcoma, and it's something that is a really really fast grower, something that is hard to attack uh, because it's not had that much research done to it because it's normally in a limb, and it's just quickly removed because it's so aggressive. He's one of the people that are high enough to be in the Guinness Book of Records about the amount of treatment that he went through, the drugs that he had to go through, and. Um, and he was just so strong. Like, he's taught me a lot of personal strength and just invigorment into your own health and your own, your own ethos kind of thing. Uh, he actually passed away in 2014, about a month after we got married. Yeah, I think immediately after that, I find it so hard to kind of keep myself open to all of that. I don't know how much effect it had, but I then developed my own cancer, um, which was, which was medicinally alerted or um, actually realised approximately a year after it. 
and that was when I found out that I had brain cancer. So as in it was found a year after you think the tumour had started growing? No, it was found a year after he passed away. Right. Yeah, so basically I was having a lot of head rushes, I was feeling a lot of symptoms, I was having, um, literally tripping over, breaking my ankle um, in the water, I, I was stacking it quite a lot more than normal, I... I was having head rushes even when ordering a coffee and I couldn't speak for about 20 minutes after it, despite the fact that I was with, like, in Cornwall, you're with local local friends behind the bar kind of thing. But sentence structure was so difficult. And so I found, I knew the medical system and so I was able to push myself. I knew what their limits were before they were... Um, going to actually do the proper testing and things like that and I I was in I felt very very odd like very forceful that I was pushing for these tests to happen and then they found that I had about um a five by five centimeter square uh brain tumor cancer um yeah so so I felt quite lucky that I'd been through things with Lars and he taught me how the everything that needed to be done yeah wow okay so so you find out you have cancer and mm. then you have surgery to remove the cancer yeah so then I had a really wide berth of the surgery as in um the malformed tissue that you could see on the scanning was removed um never know if there's any speckles around it which I touch wood kind of thing. I can't say I'm 100% cured, but fingers crossed. Well, and how long did all of that take, that whole process? I think the surgery was just before Easter in 2016, so quite recent. I think time's flying at the moment. And then the chemo and radio, which were the other way around, <laughs> finished around Christmas following, yeah. So, so that was... Three years ago? Yeah. Almost, almost three years ago. And I think it was about over a year since the operation due to all that treatment that I was actually able to start exercising and and actually reforming my language because that was a big part of what I lost during the surgery. It was my temporal lobe and that has a lot of the nouns that you use just for general sentences such as table and Sophie. They were gone as I'm think you might remember <laughs> it's crazy yeah yeah and I've got them back table and Sophie it's good you got them back yeah and, but also we were talking about how if you talk about things that you know very well you find mm. those words quite easily but if you were to go back into your law and I can't remember what your biological sciences biological uni, sciences yeah, yeah, yeah I did marine biology which was really fun actually after uni um, I'm trying to actually tap into that now, but we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, I think I think that the biggest part of my language at the moment is weekend chat. Well, I mean, that's the same for everyone. Like, no one will realise that what I've been through from just kind of like a little bit of banter about what the weather's like, a bit of this, a bit of that, how was your weekend, that sort of stuff. And now, luckily, I've been able to spend so much time and concentration on the app, which is so important to me. I think that 
my nouns and my language and my memory towards that has been really established. So I feel even more secure with what I'm giving giving out to the public and the fact that it's been reaffirmed by so many levels as well. So yeah, let's talk about that. So let's talk more about the app, what it offers Hmm. and what you're trying to do with it, how it's growing, etc. Well, with the app, when I was... When I was going through everything with my husband, he wanted to, well, let, let, me, let me draw back a moment. When I was going through everything with my husband, he wanted to cover every single aspect that he could towards his health. And he grew up in Australia and he was effectively German other than that, like born and then post, post years kind of thing. Uh, so he had the real formal research and then the really health, healthy life atmosphere. And um, I really love that about him. He just, he taught me that you can do a lot of scientific research. You can trial, let's just say like Buddhist meditation. You can do the yoga. We did everything together, everything possible. Um, he'd go to psychotherapy and then he'd also try and ensure that every single medicinal Um, avenue was absolutely covered and he'd chosen the correct one and that for me was a starting platform for the app I thought that scientific information is the hardest thing to come across and there's a simple site that is basically globally authorised called PubMed which is just really nice scientific authorised information but I wanted it to be something that people could have in their life that is easy access that you may trust your doctors. I think so many doctors are there to be trusted. That's, you don't have that kind of brain space, everyone. So I wanted to have the home life covered as well. Front of house, we've got like um, loads of recipes, which I think there's about four of us that amalgamated them all together, be it the nutritional insight, the really complex ones <laughs> that are really delicious from a girl called Lottie. We've got some really nice, simple ones that you can do as quickly as possible because the lady who put those together has two children (laughs) and is running around galore. And then you've got the simplest ones possible from me because I had half a brain. (laughs) And, um, yeah, so those are ones that you can actually just do something nice, clean, simple, and feel satisfied in both mannerisms, mental and physically. And then from there, we've kind of like um, given you insight to what nutrients those recipes have and what ingredients were beneficial within them so that you can do whatever you like with that information. And there's uh, scientific links as well from there authorised within the UK government. Uh, Behind that, there's this whole lifestyle approach. Um, I call it somehow the filing cabinet or the library where you can choose your own element of, of health as such, be it mental, physical. Um, there's so, there are just so many. And you can, you can just open whichever door that you find most appropriate to you and if, see if there's anything that you haven't covered and see if you can find any extra steps within there. Those should pad out the scientific information and uh, as mentioned before and the the little niche between general life and the scientific is just things like TED talks and there's a few that I really love in there. You've also had um, 
a lot of people get in touch with you who have been going through cancer themselves uh, through their own journey. I mean, that must just feel so incredible. I think, I think that's one of the strong things that keeps me going. It's so heartwarming. It kind of like, um, it pushes you to do more. This is good enough for you. That is enough. But then if there's one more of you, it will make me euphoric. It's any single person is more than enough. Like, so you're just like, if I can just push it for one more, then I'm so happy. Yeah. It's incredible. It's incredible. Mm. I have no doubt you're going to be touching so many people's lives with um, this really amazing, amazing resource and app. Well, I find it crazy these days that um, one of the things that I learned when Lars was sick, that it was one in four people that have cancer. Do you remember those days? It was, gosh, when was it? So that was just over half a decade ago. And now it's one in two. And we've also got that from every single person is supposedly got cancer cells within their body by the time you're a teenager. And the difference is that the like half of them are not active. They're just malformed cells when you're reconsisting. And that's the that's the difference between um, our lifestyle, our ecotherapy as such, our nutrients, our what everything. We're now exposed to, right? Yeah, we're just exposed to so much detriment across the world. It's crazy. crazy. And I just that's that's one of the whole wholesome things about the app. It's about anti-cancer being both fighting stuff you've already got and avoiding it. The whole, the whole, um, the whole front of house recipes, uh, they are there not just to fight, it's to avoid. And it's just that niche of general wellness that I think needs to be realised as well. So brilliant. Mm. So one thing I really feel about you is that you are incredibly brave and strong and positive. And I would love to know how you've achieved that. Thank you. I feel that Lars has taught me to be incredibly positive as he was so strong through his journey with cancer. And I also feel that I have a real purpose in life to help people through my app. And that keeps me really driven and motivated and positive. That's super cool. Okay, so one story I would love you to share is... Um, the story about Dr. Servan Schreiber, who inspired you to kind of create the app, right? Yeah, definitely. I think he's one of my favorite nuggets that helped me create the app. He basically has a book called Anti-Cancer, um, which is just the first book that I read when I was way back in the day dealing with things with my husband. And he, he tackles each aspect of the life and he basically came across all of this and researched it because as a neuroscientist and researcher he found that he had brain cancer he basically had someone not turn up to a research scan and went through it himself and they found a big fat mess in his brain and um, he he decided that it was not only medicinal aspects that could aid your life aid your health and so he did a lot of research into three things that I, that I love, which is 
which is nutrition, mental health and physical health that you can actually you can push to be beneficial in your own in your own time. Okay, so lastly, I would love you to give our listeners three tips to help you with avoiding and battling cancer. So firstly, we need to realise that cancer can be avoided. So my three tips would be to approach it from uh, just the non-medical aspects of your own life, your home life. Number one is uh, nutrition, the easiest approach to changing things in your life. Set light steps for your goals. I mean, just if it's every breakfast, which is how I started it back in the day with my man, we'd have um, the different languages just till breakfast, because he was German, and we'd make sure that we had a really healthy breakfast and it was a perfect start to the day. Number two is physical health, which again is a nice simple thing to just add to your add to your lifestyle. Um, it doesn't even necessarily mean exercise. And I want you to get a quote from this amazing man, Dr. Servan Schreiber, who's my halo. <laughs> so women who walk 30 minutes six times a week reduce by half their chance of relapse after breast cancer. That is fascinating. That is such a... It's crazy. I think, I think these, little, these little nuggets of information are so inspirational as well, especially when they're coming from someone so medicinally authorised. Number three, third and final one, is mental health, which is actually something I think is the most important but one of the hardest things to realise and actually tackle within your life. And it's... Um, Realising that we need to remove the stress that we've got. Simple ways are just breath work and meditation and starting steps. Uh, you just got to start as low and simple and whatever is easiest in your life as possible. Cool, I love those three tips. Thank you so much, Freya. I think you are amazing, so inspirational. <laughs> and thank you for all your nuggets of wisdom. And I've loved chatting to you. Absolute pleasure. And it's been so good to catch up with you as well. So lovely. <laughs> wow, Freya, you just blow me away every time I'm with you. I feel so honoured to have a friend with such unbelievable strength. I mean, to lose your husband aged 27, then get cancer yourself, and to have the drive to set up such an incredible app to help others. What an amazing and empowering woman. Thanks so much to you guys for listening to my Move and Inspire podcast. Stay tuned for more interviews with some incredible people in wellness. Let's aim together to find our inner strength and to keep searching for what it is that sets our souls on fire. If you haven't already subscribed, I would love for you guys to check out my membership channel, Move and Inspire, for yoga classes, meditations, health and wellness tips, and recipes too. You get a free trial when you sign up, www.sophiedeer.com.